This is a darker wave, the best in underground techno and deep house. Radio Flincher. Radio Flincher. Broadcasting to Flint. Welcome to A Darker Wave. Thanks for joining me. Coming up in the show, we have an interview with Dave Robertson, also known as Reset Robot, about his recent releases, his gigs, and how he makes his music. In the second of our reports from ADE 2017, we catch up with London techno DJ Sally Love, ahead of her set at the No Ordinary Music Showcase at the Techno Cafe Amsterdam. And we talk to her about her inaugural event, Discretion, which is at Egg London on the 10th of November. The exclusive guest mix is from Dan Sampaio. It's a live recording of his great set at Superhoof Temple Bar Brighton on the 7th of April this year. The third track in our mix tonight is Yourself by Reset Robot. Second up is the Rebet remix of La Noche Magica by Alex Fakebox, which is a forthcoming release on AO Trip Recordings. And we're starting the show with Telagus by Dark Ray. It's a packed show, so we'd better get started. Let's get this show rolling. It's rolling.
tracks you've been listening to for the last 20 minutes were Cosmic Rays and Boo Boo by Black Girl, White Girl. Both tracks are on their new EP, No Beef, to be released soon on Rouge. Sirens by Mark Jenkins and Alarma by Ozan Karnik. Now it's time for the first of this week's interviews. Before we went to ADE, we caught up with one of our favourite artists, Dave Robertson, also known as Reset Robots. Today I'm with Dave Robertson, also known as Reset Robot, uh, who's joined me for an interview. Hi Dave. Hello there. How are you today? I'm very well, thank you. Okay, could I start by asking, you're known as one of the most prolific and highly respected producers in the electronic music scene. What's your workflow when you start producing a track? Could you take us through that? Yeah, it's... um... It varies a little more now. It used to be really rigid. I used to always start with beats, then bass line, then melodies, but now I kind of flip around a bit. I've got a few more toys and stuff in the studio, so I've got some a drum machine and a few synths and stuff like that and some effects pedals. So they offer a little bit more creatively to sort of getting tracks started and stuff. So sometimes I might just mess around on a synth for a little while, either, you know, on the software or with the hardware and then then kind of go from there. Yeah, I think my tracks are still based around that sort of core drummy groove. You know, I really like to have a nice swing to my drums and and, and keep that sort of that four bar rhythm or whatever it is really tight and rolling. That's that's kind of I suppose what my sound people know from me. But I think now you can kind of hear there's a bit more music coming into my tracks as well. And so that's it's also good to be kind of evolving a little bit. So I guess it makes it more of an organic sound in that way. I think so, yeah. When you're messing around with drum machines and synthesizers, it, you get a more organic sound. When you're in the box, you know, on the, just doing things in the computer, things can sometimes feel a bit more rigid. Both things work, and when you get a combination of the two, that can be, you know... That's when the magic happens. Yeah. So, what is your studio setup? Can you give us a bit more detail about that? You've got a drum machine. Yeah, I've um, got the Electron machine drum. Yeah. And I've got a Booga Fuga cluster flux, which is like a chorus flange thing, an Eventide pitch factor pedal, and a Polara reverb pedal, guitar pedals. I've got the Korg Volker things, which I sometimes mess around with, and then like my main sort of synth at the moment is the Moog or Moog Sub 37. Um, so I use that a lot and I've got the Korg Minilog and the Korg MS2000 which I've had for years and I've only just kind of dusted off and got out again and it, it, it's not one of their best synths but actually it is really good you can get some really good pads and sort of high keys and melodies out of it and stuff and then my monitors are PMC 226s and then all of that runs into Reason and that's my main software that I use. I dabble a little bit in Ableton, but mainly Reason. And when you go on the road, is that just DJ sets, or do you take any of that equipment with you? No, I don't do anything live at the moment. I think I would be getting sort of closer to it, possibly now. I think I could do something now. If I was going to do live now, I'd really want you know do something properly and take some of this kit with me. So yeah, it could be a could be a possibility, but mainly yeah, just DJ sets at the moment. And I'll use USB sticks with the CDJ 2000s and an Allen & Heath Zone 92. 
Okay, talk about uh, some of your latest uh, releases. Yeah. Your latest EP entitled Earth or Immortality came out on Last Night on Earth last month. And we really love it. It's a great EP. And I just wondered, is there any meaning behind that title, Earth or Immortality? Yeah, I suppose there is. I've been reading a bit uh, uh, a guy called Yuval Noah Harari. He wrote a book called Sapiens or Sapiens, which is about the um, the history of man, basically, of humankind. And then he did his sex book was a book called Homo Deus, which is about his predictions for the future. And you know, his views are that we're kind of heading towards um, depleting the earth of its resources so that we can live longer basically all of our money is going into making sure that we don't die basically and um, there are lots of other things in the book but that was kind of something that stuck with me so yeah there is a little bit of a story behind that and um, to release it on a label called Last Night on Earth is Night on Earth yeah, yeah exactly there you go <laughs> In September, you released an EP called Creatures of Time on Morbilly. Could you tell us how the tie-up with Morbilly came about? Yeah, um, so I've known Ralph for a long time and have actually sent him music in the past, but nothing really took his fancy, I suppose. And then a little while later, I started chatting to Anya when she was at the label and yeah, sent her some music. She was DJing a lot of I noticed that she was playing a few of my bits on True Soul and on my label Whistleblower. So I thought, you know, I'll send her some stuff and she picked up um a first EP which was In the Eyes of No One and then Creatures of Time was a, a follow-up. So I'm you know, that it's a really good label to be involved with. I like the sound of the label, it's quite diverse, you know, they're not They'll release quite musical stuff, maybe some electronica bits, and then, you know, some fairly peak time clubby business as well. So it's good. I really like that sort of ethos. They're not trying to go in a certain direction all the time. And in August, uh, you released an EP called Bark Orders on Ovum Recordings. Yeah. And those tracks have quite a minimal feel with these kind of lovely rippling hooks which give it a, a lots of feeling and I wondered in fact I think that style could be said to be quite characteristic of your work is that a feeling you consciously try to evoke or is it something that just happens naturally from the way you put your tracks together yeah it's interesting to hear you sort of describe my music like that it's nice and I'm pleased that people listen to it in in that much depth you know I don't know if it's something that I try to do yeah I guess it's something that just happens I'm always looking for something something that really sort of grabs me and keeps me locked in that groove I want to be kind of hypnotized a little bit I suppose when I'm writing music I like that kind of really hypnotic stuff and then maybe some musical things over the top but yeah I would say maybe that's just my style yeah you mentioned your own label whistleblower what yeah. are the plans for upcoming releases on whistleblower by yourself uh, or by other artists well yeah we're always looking for stuff you know we get demos but they're always good so yeah, we we are on the hunt for music aaron and i've got slightly different tastes but we both kind of 
we like I said of Adam, we cross over and we know what's good and I know what he would like and he knows what I would like. So I've got a Aaron's just released. When I say Aaron, I mean Rymos. He's the other guy that runs the label with me, Aaron Binstead, who writes under the name Rymos. Uh, he's just had a release that had a Ben Rao remix, and um, yeah, and then I've got an EP coming out in maybe December with a uh, Andre Cronat remix. And then after that, I think Aaron again will release another Rymos EP. So at the moment, we're sort of using it as a, a home for our music, I suppose, because I write a lot really clubby stuff for True Soul and um, Last Night on Earth. You know, that main track on there was very clubby and um, the Mobley tracks as well. But for Whistleblower, I kind of, you know, if I've got anything a little bit deeper that I'm really into, I'll, I'll save it by and, and put it out on Whistleblower because I'm still really into that sort of sound. I want to release those tracks, but I think it's uh, good to sort of keep our, that sound for Whistleblower because we've kind of created this thing, this sort of feel with it. And my final question, are there any particular tracks at the moment that really move you or that you like to play in your DJ sets? Anything at the moment, hang on, I'm going to have to have a look. <laughs> um, yeah, I've got, you know, there's loads of stuff that I like playing at the moment, but um, I play a lot of Len Faki's music at the moment. I think he manages to get, you know, some of his more musical stuff. He gets a lot of emotion into his tracks and I really like, um, uh, I really like a lot of the stuff on um, Exile, which is Johannes Heil. I really like his music at the moment. I play a lot of his stuff. John Moll, I really like, and Truncate as well. So um, Radio Slave is another one that I play at least two or three tracks of his every set that I play at the moment. So yeah, there's a few names. Okay, great. Well, thank you very much, Dave. Really appreciate you taking the time to do the interview, and thanks for such great music. Thank you very much.
Time of the show were Ibsen by Reset Robot, Beyond the Horizon by Kevin Celsius, Throne Sector by Christian Smith and Victor Ruiz, Road to the Unknown by Christian Wunsch, and three tracks from the upcoming new EP by Keith Canal to be released on ArtScore on the 6th of November. The EP is called Sawmill, and the tracks were Rishmiel, Sawmill, and Lucy. Now, it's time for our second interview from ADE 2017. This time it's London DJ Sally Love. We met Sally before her set for the No Ordinary Music Showcase at Amsterdam's Techno Cafe. Sally launches her own event series, Discretion, on 10th of November at Egg in London, and has her own radio show, also called Discretion, on the first Friday of each month on Data Transmission Radio. Hi, it's Jackie E with the Darker Wave reports and interviews from Amsterdam Dance Event 2017 and I'm here with Sally Love. Having held a residency at Egg London since 2016 with the monthly techno party proxy and now launching a new brand, Discretion, and the club, Sally is gaining a reputation for playing deep tech beats and pushing the crowd further with her relentless techno sets as she makes her mark on the scene. To accompany her new party at Egg London, she launches the monthly radio show on data transmission, Sally Love Presents Discretion, with a music policy of pure, unadulterated underground sounds and a firm focus strictly on techno, acid and minimal beats. Each episode will be showcasing some of the best emerging talent from across Europe. Hi Sally. Hi. We're outside Bar Luna in the middle of uh, Amsterdam. How or when did you get into music? Do you know what, I've, I've followed the underground music scene since the mid-90s. You know, I, I grew up in a small town um, in the north of the UK, Cleethorpes, and actually for such a small town, we had a really strong underground scene. We had underground club nights, there were some um, illegal beach raves back in the day. So I was kind of introduced to that by some older friends that I had, um, and it took to the point where I started going clubbing every weekend, so sort of 95, 96, 97. I'd be going to clubs in my hometown, I'd be going to Sheffield, things like Love To Be, Gatecrasher, those kind of things. And just always had a real passion for underground music. Um, but it's really only in the last couple of years that I've actually had the, uh, had the opportunity and had the confidence really to do what I've wanted to do for years and years and years. And that's actually, okay, go out, save, save some money, buy some decent kit, get practicing DJing and just, just go for it. Yeah. Who were your musical influences at the time? Well, back, you know, when I was younger, I, you know, I was, I would follow people like Sasha and John Digweed, and what I really liked about them is, you know, their, their progressive sounds were quite, it felt quite epic at the time. I remember buying, you know, the Renaissance albums and just being like, wow, you know, for a, for a 16-year-old, 
it, it was really influential. And some of my friends were into, I don't know, take that, and I was never into, never going to be into that. And so I, I, I kind of kind of sat, I heard these sounds, and I just liked the fact that it was different, and it it felt that a lot of effort had gone into producing it, and mm. the way that the, the mixes flowed. You know, I could recite some of those mixes. I knew exactly which track was coming because I played them so often. Um, and yeah, the, those kind of big build-ups and the big epic intros and. Yeah, that kind of stuff. Really it's so emotional, me. so yeah, engaging. Yeah, really it is, grabs, yeah. yeah. I, I can listen to the album and I can remember how I felt and what was going on in my life right then. Yeah. yeah. How did you get? How did you start DJing and what was your DJ setup when you started? So, yeah, so how did I get into it? At the time, I was working for an investment bank in the city, working incredibly long hours, and not really giving much time for myself outside of work. And, you know, I, and I got... I got quite ill, I was, uh, just pure exhaustion. And I, it was just an opportunity for me to step back and think, actually, I should be doing something for myself. Like, I love music, I love underground music, I love clubbing. I'd always gone to big clubs, you know, whether it's here in the, uh, in the UK or Ibiza or Berlin or whatever, and looked at the DJ and thought, wow, it, you know, to have that influence over such a crowd of people, and, and they're there playing the music you like and then reacting to it, I'd, I'd always wanted to do it. so. Took the opportunity, had a bit more, you know, a little bit older, and um, had a bit more space where I lived, and thought, right, so I just I bought um, just a little mini Pioneer controller just to kind of get used to the the buttons and you know how, how things work. I mean, I just pure, I'd never DJed before, um, and I would just always take it along to part, house parties. It's like, can I DJ? And I was just constantly bugging all my friends, saying, can I DJ for your party? They've got a little drinks to do after work. Can I bring it along and play? Just constantly nagging people. And when, when was this? So this is like 2004, end of 2013. And then in 2014, I thought, you know what? I, somebody asked me if I would DJ at a private party in Ibiza for them. And I thought, right, I need to buy some <laughs> proper decks because I can't take my little controller to Ibiza. I was like, I need to buy some decks. I'm going to get my set, uh, yeah, set up at home, get practicing. And literally, I, I did a literally it was a private event in Ibiza. I put it on Facebook, and all of a sudden, I got so many people contacting me, people from back home, people you know. They're like, "Wow, I never knew you were a DJ," you know. And so it just kind of went from there. I started putting things on SoundCloud. People would contact me and um, to, to play for their gigs. And at the time as well, there was something called the the Dalston Club in East London. It was just a collective of DJs, and everyone playing completely different kinds of music. And I and I became friends with them, and so I played monthly for them. And that was my first kind of like proper residency, I guess. And it was just a great time to you know, I certainly wasn't perfect. I'm still not perfect, but it, you know, getting out, playing, watching crowds, finding the kind of music you like. That I think. Yeah, 2014, I, I became a bit more confident and it just went from there really, yeah. yeah. What are your favourite places, or where are your favourite places to play? I absolutely love, I mean, I love playing at Egg in London. I've played there a lot. I've, you know, those guys are like family to me. I, you know, I know the staff there, I know the layout, I know the tech guys, I know the sound guys, I know the light guys. So it's really important when you when you rock up at a club, you know, you, you just feel confident. You, you know the people that were, you know that it's a safe place, you know that it's a happy, you know, it's, it's, you've got a good team behind you. Um, and the sound's incredible, you know? You, you have the, I'm privy to be able to play on a, platform like egg where it's it's an iconic club in itself but you know to have the opportunity to play somewhere with, with the sound and the lights and the 
a really energetic crowd. There's nothing better than playing that set and then you stepping off and people saying, I really loved your music, or what's your name? You know, that, that, you can't beat that feeling in the whole world yet, so I love that. You're starting your own event series, Discretion, at Egg in London in November. Can you tell us a bit about the philosophy behind it? Sure. So, I've been kind of co-promoting some other events uh, for a couple of years um, and I've been helping friends out run their nights um, and an opportunity presented itself for me to have my own night and it's something I'd wanted to do for a while but I wasn't sure whether I was brave enough to do it if I had the right people around me who could you know, support me and you know bring their own set of skills to the project Anyway, I talked to a few friends and we decided, yeah, let's, let's, let's make a go of it. We're gonna, we came up with a name, Discretion. The, the reason behind the name was, in London particularly, you know, a lot of people have very busy professional lives during the day, but they really want to let their hair down in the evening. They, they've got a passion for, you know, underground music or, I don't know, perhaps dress in a certain way or hang around with certain people or they just want to go to a club, they want the doors to close and they just want to be themselves for a few hours and forget everything else that's going on, you know, in, during the week. So it was, it, the, the name discretion means it's at your discretion. If you want to dance that way, you can do it. If you want to dress that way, you can. If you want to come on your own, <laughs> if you want to come on your own and make new friends, come. If you want to bring all your friends and party, do it. You know, it's really your discretion. And you, one of my early influences of um, you know going to clubs and partying, I remember going to Manu Mission in I think it was 1997, and the you know the music was great. It was then back then it was a privilege. And do you know what I love the most? How immersive the night was. You know, there were people in character, there were, it wasn't just your typical dancers, you know, they'd gone through a lot of trouble about the production, about the choreography, about the styling, and I was totally blown away. And, and it, I will always remember the nights for the weird stuff that was going on around me and really fun stuff going on around me. And, and I thought, you know what, I think that's what's missing at the minute. I go to lots of club nights where, okay, great music, great DJs, but it's just, else there's no atmosphere or there's, there's nothing else to kind of look at when you just want to take a breather five minutes and I thought you know I, I, I want to bring that to a party and I've been looking enough to have some really talented people around me who can bring I mean, we've got we've got costume designers from TV and film who are going to help us with the costumes and the dancers we've got professional dancers who are going to help me out in the night We've got sound engineers from the BBC who are going to help us with the recordings and mastering the, you know, the recordings of SoundCloud and things afterwards. We've got joiners who are going to do some of the production pieces um, and the lighting. And we've got project managers who are going to help me kind of just pull it together on the night. You know, so really, really grateful to have those people around me, and I'm really looking forward to the launch party. Yeah, November. Sounds like it's going to be brilliant. Yeah, I hope so. Yeah. How do you choose the DJs for discretion? So initially, you know, my, I've got a I've got a pool of resident DJs who I've met probably over the last sort of 12 to 18 months. I've either gone to an event and seen them play, or they might have asked me to do a radio show for them. So we've got talking that way. It's you know, it's a pure old-fashioned networking. Either you know, going to clubs and watching people, or just talking to people and then all sharing music. And I think as long as we've got a common belief about what the night's so, about I don't I don't care what they play I trust them I trust them enough to you come along you go with the flow I'm not going to tell you what to play um, I want I want everyone to bring something different and I probably pick you for that reason because you are different 
Um, and I think, and everyone's very excited and kind of motivated for it. So I think, I think that's the most important thing. Yeah. Okay. And the final question: Who are you listening to right now, and who's inspiring you right now? Do you know who's inspiring at the minute? A girl I followed for a long time, actually. I used to work in Stockholm about 10 years ago. And I started following a girl called La Fleur when I was working out there. She was just on a local station, I think called it the Housewives station. And um, so I just followed her on SoundCloud. And actually, she's had a real rapid rise the last couple of years. So she's on Sasha's label, she's a resident of Pasha Aretha. And um, I was fortunate enough to be out there this summer a couple of times and I, I, I got to see her play and she played a warm-up set and it was an absolute masterclass in warm-up sets. You know, she took it from nobody in the club to within an hour, the dance floor absolutely packed and dancing away. And, you know, it's not very often you get to see somebody perform a very, very good warm-up set. So, I, you know, I saw her and I was like, wow, you know, that's how it should be done. And other people inspire you know, Nicole Mudaba really inspires me. She's, I think she's one of the hardest working people out there. She, you know, she does her show, she's got a label, she does her own radio station, and she's just got so much energy. And, you know, again, I've been fortunate enough to meet her a few times backstage at gigs, and she's just so genuine. And she'll t I know she's super, super busy, but she will take the time to reply to posts, to emails, whether you're backstage, she'll talk to you. And I've just got a lot of respect for her just absolutely, you know, smashing it at the minute, yeah. Okay, thanks, Sally. So discretion at Egg is in November. Yeah, Friday the 10th of November. Friday the 10th of November. Yes. So get down to it. It's going to be a fantastic night. Watch out for Discretion Radio Show on on data transmission. Yep. First Friday of every month. First Friday of every month um, from 10 till midnight UK time. And we are going to go back into Barluna to watch Sally's set and have a good old rave up. Thank you so much. Thank you, Sally. Thank you. Thank you. To find out more about the show and the artists that we feature, check out our Facebook page, which is Darker Way. There's also Twitter, at a darker wave, and our email address is a darker wave at hotmail.com. Don't forget, you can listen again on our SoundCloud and Mixcloud pages, which, if you search for, it is a darker wave. Now, it's time for this week's guest mix. This week, we have a great set by Dan Sampeo, recorded live for Superhoof in Temple Bar, Brighton, on the 7th of April 2017. Dan's set will be remembered for a long time by those who were at Superhoof in April. So, for the next 90 minutes, please enjoy this exclusive guest mix from Dan Sampeo.
suggests he's come a long way. And uh, he's also from Minneapolis. Good morning, Prince. How are you doing? Hi. So how, do you, how does it feel to have a, an album and um, a little problem with it?
great set that was. That's Dan Sampaio with a live recording of the set he delivered at Superhoof in Brighton last April. It was so good to hear that again. I really enjoyed it. Thank you so much, Dan. That was brilliant. Thank you very, very much also to Reset Robot for that great interview and also to Sally Love for the interview she gave us at ADE. Don't forget, Sally's inaugural event series, Discretion, begins at Egg in London the 10th of November. We had some great music in the first hour of the show in our mix. Keith Canal has a new EP coming out on the 6th of November called Sawmill. And Black Girl, White Girl also have a new EP coming out soon called No Beef. Both of them are great EPs. Well, I think that's all we've got time for this week. Thank you very much for listening. See you next week. Same time, same place.
You've been listening to A Darker Wave. Every Saturday at 9pm. All the best in underground techno and deep house. Flincher. Radio Flincher. Broadcasting to Flint.